knocked down, you have to get back up. This is a different fight. When I do the best, it's damage people. I plan on executing. Connor, I'm gonna take you out. This is a rematch that everybody wants to see. Surprise, surprise, the king is back. Martial arts history. I'm not a as real. One shot is all it takes me. I always go down on top. Dustin Poirier. He's as tough as they come. I'm one of the best in the world. One mistake and it's over. I'm gonna stop Connor by any means necessary. Let's go. It's time. Welcome to the UFC 257 Prediction and Betting Guide bonus show. I'm your host, Stephen Guttridge, and I have with me UFC superfan James Coleman, and also my nephew, to lead us through the card. How are you doing today, James? I'm um, very well. How are you? Yeah, very well. Thank you. So now we get, before we get on to the predictions for the show, if you're going to have a bet this weekend, please obviously do so responsibly. And for listeners in the UK who feel they need support, can do so at gambleaware.co.uk. Also, for US listeners, we're going to use the UK odds for the following predictions, but you can find your equivalents wherever you place your bets. And these odds are all correct as of 10 to 6, quite a niche time there, 10 to 6 p.m., so 5.50 p.m. on Friday, the 22nd of January, and are brought to you courtesy of Skybet. Obviously, further betting options are available. I think that's all the disclaimers out. Basically, what we're saying is, Put, put, put some bets on, but don't blame us if they go wrong. So, um, yeah, exactly. So the first, the first, so we're just going to do the main card. Um, and the first fight on the main card is a women's straw weight contest between Marina Rodriguez and Amanda Rebas. I, please jump in if I butcher any of these names because my pronunciation of names is, is weak at best. Um, <laughs> so in the first contest of the main card, we have the 15-1-1 Marina Rodriguez, who's currently ranked sixth in the UFC women's straw weight division, going up against 11-1 and one, and number 14th ranked Amanda Rebass. And Amanda is coming off a five-fight winning streak with the last four in the UFC. And she last appeared at UFC 251 in Abu Dhabi on July 12, 2020, defeating Paige Van Zandt in the first round by armbar submission. Marina Rodriguez lost her last fight as part of UFC on ESPN, Whitaker versus Till on July 26, 2020, also in Abu Dhabi. And that was a split decision defeat to Carla Esparza. Espinosa. Um, Oh, right, here we go. Butchered the first name. <laughs> so uh, looking at the odds for this, Amanda Rebas is heavy favourite to win the fight outright at two to seven with Marina Rodriguez, a longer shot at 11 to four. How do you see this one going? Well, um, so Rodriguez is just a step in as well. So it's supposed to be Rebas versus uh, Watson. Um, well, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So that was that, that happened like quite early last month, to be fair. So, um, and Rebass is a double uh, double black belt. She's a black belt in um, BJJ and judo. judo. So, wait, judo? So, judo. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just woken up. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't see it going anywhere else other than uh, Amanda Rebass. Also, Dana White absolutely loves her as well. So I think he's setting her up for, like, stardom. She's got a great personality as well. So she's a lot of fun. I think, yeah, I think she's going to absolutely smash her. So... So you can get some just just looking at looking over the odds here, you can get an interesting six to one on Amanda Rebass to win in round one. So that's by any you know by any means. Is that we, we're gonna we're gonna give a bit of a long shot on each of these fights as well. So obviously this is, this is really really hard to predict. But if you had to, what do you, where where do you think this is going and how and also what round? I think uh, Rebass will win in the second with submission, probably armbar again. Like she absolutely annihilated Paige Van Zandt. I think that was planned anyway because 
she was she was slate in the UFC anyway. But yeah, rebounds. she's gone off to do bare knuckle or something, isn't she? Or she's got a big contract with them. Whether I don't know, if she I don't think she's appeared on any shows of yet, is she? So no, she hasn't. Yeah, she was on the uh, Dance with the Stars or something, wasn't she? Yeah. But like, um, yeah. So I think yeah, Rebass second round uh, submission probably an armbar. Is she so, just too good judo in BJJ? So where's uh, Watson's only a purple belt? But she got no chance. So Rebass second round submission is twelve to one. So that could be some some good money to start you off there. Um, yeah. The second fight, I think this this was on this this has been changed as well. So this wasn't on my original notes. I've just sort of cobbled this together quickly. So we've got Mahmoud Muradov twenty four and six versus Andrew Sanchez is twelve and five in the UFC middleweight division. So Muradov is coming off a thirteen fight winning streak. The last two under the UFC uh, banner. He last appeared way back on December 7th, 2019 in a KO win against Trevor Smith. And Sanchez's last fight was a UFC win against Wellington Terman, what a name, on August 8, 2020 on the undercard of Lewis versus Olianek. So firstly, apologies if I've just dropped this bomb on you. This is on the main card because I didn't I didn't know this was until about five minutes ago. But yeah. do you know these guys and how do you see this one, this one going? Uh, mate, I didn't even know it was happening. So uh, that's like I. We can skip this one if you want to. Yeah, we can skip this one if you if you'd like. Yeah, to be fair, like, I haven't I haven't seen Sanchez fight in ages. So um, and the the Russian guy is he Russian? Mahmed. Um, I will look that up for you. I yeah, don't yeah. even know. To be honest with you, I can't remember either of these guys. I think Muradov is a, is a is a is a is a last minute replacement here, um, and I, and so I think that it's probably unfair for us to give a um, a prediction on this one, given that it's uh, it's literally just um, you know just just been I think just been just been on the card today. Um, I can't believe we just shut that in there. Yeah, sorry. It was it was supposed to be. Um, for, oh, do you know what? I'm going to butcher the name, so I won't even say. It. He's from Uzbekistan, um, Muradov. So. We won't. I just just to run through quickly the, some some of the odds and stuff that you can get on this fight. So Muradov is favourite eight to eleven. Again, uh, first round booster at five to one, um, and there's some there's some value in there in terms of round betting for him. Um, in the well, actually, yeah, I suppose that Muradov on points at ten to three um, is an interesting one. And then Sanchez, you get you get decent value for him in the round betting at any points. Round one, eleven to one. Round two, yeah. twelve to one, and round three, sixteen to one. So the the bookmakers certainly seem to think that Muradov is is the one to uh, to put their money on. But we'll we'll move away from that one. Sorry for that that curveball. No, that's all right. We'll, we'll go back. We'll go on to a women's flyweight com- contest between Jessica I and Joanne Calderwood. So Jessica I is fifteen and eight, and she's taken on the fourteen and five Joanne Calderwood. And this is the battle of the number seven ranked um, women's flyweight and number number eight ranked Calderwood in the UFC women's flyweight division. Both are coming off losses in their last fights with Calderwood losing to Jennifer Meyer by armbar submission on August 1st, 2020. And I losing to Cynthia Calvillo on June 13th, 2020 by unanimous decision. So um, looking at the odds here, they can't really separate them. Jessica eyes evens and Joanne Calderwood is four to five. So how, how do you see this one going between these two women's flyweights? As much as I don't want to say, I think Jessica I is going to win. Uh, a lot of people can't stand Jessica I because she doesn't make weight often. Her last okay. two fights, she's missed weight. She hasn't made weight since the Shevchenko fight. So, um, yeah, and Coldwood absolutely despises Jessica I. Like, really? On Twitter <laughs> and actually slating her for missing weight. But, yeah, There's I, a I big think... disrespect in the world. You know, all combat sports is not, not making weight, isn't it? To your yeah, opponent, exactly. really. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I do see Jessica I winning. Um, yeah, she fought quite well against Shevchenko, but 
That's uh, Calderwood's. Calderwood hasn't really done anything. The highlight of her career was losing to Misha Tate. So, mm. uh, yeah, I'll give that to Jessica. I, again, I'll probably go sec- uh, second or third. No, actually, I'll probably go third round for that one. Third round. And how do you, how do you think she's going to do it? Decision. Jessica, I will win by decision. Oh, win, win by decision. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. the win by decision for her is, uh, as I stall, Jessica Iron points 13 to 8. So there's not a huge amount of value there. But um, yeah, I think the, th- the thing with betting is you're always looking at the knockouts and stuff, aren't you? But actually, so many of these fights with these le- you know pretty even fighters do end up going to the decision, don't they? So Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so that's Jessica Iron points is 13 to 8 currently. So moving forward um, into the lightweight division, um, we've got Dan Hooker, versus Michael Chandler in the semi-main event. We have the battle of the 20 and 9 Dan Hooker, who's ranked number six in the lightweight division, versus 21 and 5 Michael Chandler making his UFC debut. So Chandler last fought on August 7th, 2020 in a victorious knockout and effort over Benson Henderson under the Bellator banner. And Hooker's last outing was a unanimous decision loss to Dustin Poirier on June 27th, 2020. And half of all of Hooker's victories have come via knockout with nine of 21 by Chandler, plus seven victories coming by way of submission. So in terms of the bookmakers odds on this one, um, again, Hooker is is considered the favorite here at eight to 11 for the fight outright. Michael Chandler is currently 11 to 10. So how do you see this uh, this one going? Um, I actually don't, I'm not, too sure only because I think Dan Hooker's a great fighter uh, but Michael Chandler's always been the poster boy of Bellator hmm. and his only losses have come to uh, Pitbull twice and Pitbull is like the lightweight champion he's the guy that could beat Khabib he's one of those like the media hypes in Bellator but um, I think the UFC world wants Michael Chandler to win because Dan yeah. Hooker seems to be that gatekeeper between the top five and the rest of the lightweight division um, Hooker can obviously stand up a fight his fight against Dustin Poirier shows that Michael Chandler Mike John is absolutely incredible. I think he's got more power than Poirier. So I think it's a big shout. I think it'll be a knockout win by Michael Chandler in the uh, in the fifth round. Wow. Uh, oh, uh, f- third round, is it, Dan Hooker? Are they not doing... Does the co-main not get five rounds? Or I don't believe so, no. Uh, right, no. So, let, me yeah. just, let me just check that. So in terms of... Uh, yeah, only three round that fight. Oh, yeah. right. Okay, so it'll go to decision and Michael Chandler. So Michael Chandler via decision. So yeah. Michael Chandler via decision uh, is five to two. So there's a little bit of uh, uh, there's a little bit of um, of money in there. I'm gonna I'm actually gonna follow all of these bets and put it on an accumulator. So I will let, oh, I will really? let um, I'll, at the end of the podcast I will say what an accumulator is for all of those all of those <laughs> particular uh, particular things. So uh, right now we go on to our main event. So this is this is going to be. I mean this is. The reason for sort of doing this podcast is this is probably going to be the biggest combat sports fight of this year, really, I think, unless yeah. McGregor fights again. Um, so Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor. Um, so this is the second time that these two have fought in their respective careers with the first meeting happening way back when on September the 27th, 2014. That may as well be 30 years ago, given what we've yeah. all been through over the last year. <laughs> uh, and McGregor, McGregor was victorious in Las Vegas for t- in a TKO in the first round. So obviously lots has happened since that first fight, as we said. And Poirier is now 26-6 and six with 12 victories by knockout and seven by submission. Uh, he's coming off a victory over Dan Hooker on J- June 27th 
this year, uh, last year, sorry, um, as we said, having lost to Khabib prior to that, UFC 242. Conor McGregor is now 32 years old and he has a mixed martial arts record of 22 wins and four losses and 19 of those 22 wins came via knockout with one submission. He last fought on January the 18th, 2020 in a 40 second destruction of Donald Cerrone and he is the heavy favourite with three to ten odds um, so basically, t- you know, ten pounds on to get three pounds back there, uh, and Dustin Poirier is at five to two. So, how do you see this one, this big time main event, going this weekend? It's a weird one for me. So, like, the, the way I sort of see McGregor's career so far. Sorry, the way I see McGregor's career so far is um, every time he's the underdog, every time they, we expect him to lose, he comes out of nowhere and absolutely dominates. We expect him to lose against Chad Mendes. He won. We expect him to lose against Aldo. He won. We expect him to lose against Eddie Alvarez. He won. And not just won, he absolutely butchered them. But when we've expected him to uh, win, like, for example, the Nate Diaz fight the first time, even the second time, like, um, he's lost. Yeah. So now that he's actually the favourite again and uh, he's predicted to win, I think he might lose. Um, really? Wow. Which would really yeah. rock, really rock the UFC if that was to happen, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. And I think nobody expects him to lose against uh, Nate Diaz in the first fight. Um, and obviously he did. So, and even the second fight went f- five rounds and arguably it should not have been a McGregor win. But, um, however, if Poré stands up and fights McGregor like he fought Hooker, even though it was a great fight, he'll lose. Like, Hooker doesn't have the, the one-punch power. He doesn't have the boxing, um, the, the boxing uh, uh, striking ability of McGregor. So, if it... I, I think Poré could win on decision... But it'll probably be a McGregor knockout. But I don't know. I think everyone talks about the media talks about motivated McGregor, but you can't pretend he's not been motivated in other fights beforehand, like that he's lost. So, um, but yeah, I think I think Poirier will win, but I don't know how. So that, this would be a pure guess. But so, so what do you? What, so you, you're going for the the, the the big the big upset there in terms of uh, in terms of McGregor potentially. I'm oh, sorry, Poirier winning. So yeah. So, in t- I mean, they've got, there's loads of stuff in terms of being, being the main event. There's lots of, you can even get, um, you know, particular submissions. You've got Dustin Poirier to win by a submission by armbar in round two is 100 to one. That's just, uh, just jumped out to me. I'm sure there's probably some, some so Dustin Poirier to win by TKO uh, via knee in round five is 250 to one. There's got to yeah. be, there's got to be some, uh, some, some bets, some money in going there for, um, some 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 odd stuff it's really difficult to because there's so there's literally so much stuff that you can bet on this but yeah. going on to round round a method of victory so you think dustin poye but are you, do you think he's going to take it late with superior cardio or do you think this is something that he's gregor could, could you know potentially get caught with something earlier on well the thing is yeah i think i don't think it'll be submission i think and this is again the media they the, the media talk about mcgregor uh his grappling and wrestling is really underrated but if everyone says that it's underrated, it's not underrated anymore. Like McGregor's takedown defense against Khabib was um, absolutely incredible, mm. absolutely phenomenal. He's the only one that actually lasted some time and avoided the takedowns against Khabib. So if Khabib's not taking you down easily, I don't think Dustin Poirier will. So I don't think it'll be a submission win. Um, McGregor's also never been knocked out. So um, I think it'll be a decision, decision win by Poirier. Decision win. Okay, so... Um, Poye by decision. Uh, Joe, you know I am just gonna find that very quickly, but uh, I'm not impressed by your performance. So, Poye by decision is six to one. So, again, there's not a huge amount of um, 
know a huge amount of uh, money in that one but um yeah that's uh, that's interesting so you think that's the way it's going to go he's going to take him right to the right to the end right to the the death and uh, and beat him on a decision here yeah, but all, it's one of those as well because McGregor. We all know McGregor's cardio isn't fantastic. I mean, he does tire out, and he has tied out all of his like, against Chad Mendes. He tied out against Nate. He tied out against Habib. Um, so he could again open himself up to a submission late in the later rounds in the fourth mm. or fifth. But I do think, I, I mean, so maybe there's some value yeah. there potentially in going. Like for example, a Poye by submission in round four is eighty to one. I mean, that's probably worth. Now, a couple of quid there, isn't it, for someone like I that? Think I'm just gonna a that yeah, <laughs> that's that's a, that's a really interesting one. His odds for um, real, you know, almost anything is incredible. I mean, for I mean, McGregor by KO in the first round is two to one. I mean, that is really really slim. I mean, you you, you get a bit more a bit more value in McGregor by KO in the third round, which is ten to one. But then fourth round, fifth round is probably unlikely, isn't it, by that method for him? I, I would have thought. I'd have thought if he's still in it at that point. He's probably yeah. going to be in a bit more trouble, isn't he? That's it, yeah. If McGregor doesn't win in the first two rounds, it, I think it will go a distance. So it will go a distance, uh, in my opinion. Like, um, Yeah, it'd be interesting because Dustin is nowhere near the fight that he was the first time they fought. They were both kids. But like, I also kind of wanted um, Poirier to pull out of injury and Holloway to step in after last week mm. because that would have been absolutely that was incredible. His performance was absolutely ridiculous. So yeah. just to clarify here, we're going to go Dustin Poirier by decision in this yeah. uh, in this main event. So just to, just to run through what we've got, we've got Amanda Rebass by submission round two, uh, Jessica I points, uh, Michael Chandler also points and Dustin Poirier by points. So that, that we, we're ignoring the other, the other, um, the Muradov and Sanchez fight because we, you know, we haven't done our research on that. We're completely honest. And <laughs> um, that fourfold accumulates. If you if you do that all in an accumulator, that is eight hundred and thirty-five to one. So one pound equals eight hundred and thirty-five back. And I'm going to put five English pounds on that. So we'll, we'll uh, that be five essentially five pounds I'll never get back but you never know and that would be returns of four thousand one hundred eighty pounds so that would be great and any final thoughts on um this UFC before we uh before we bid everyone farewell it's going to be the interesting one I think this is the best performance you'll see from the lightweights because it's um it's an opportunity to fight Habib and Habib is such a huge money fight yeah Michael Chandler is going to could people be watching Michael Chandler because he's somebody who hasn't beaten yet um, and this is the last opportunity you're going to get to see Khabib fighting the lightweight division, I think. He, somebody's got to have a spectacular performance for him to say, you know what, I'll fight them. But So I think you'll see everyone put the work in and try and get that fight. I don't know why people want to fight him. I, if I was... If I was one of the lightweights, I'd want him to step away and leave the belt behind. But well, I guess it's the I guess the thing is that if you're, it's the money, isn't it? I think it's it's, it's money talks. It's why Frank Bruno fought Mike Tyson in '96 when he knew that he's, you know, he had had almost no chance of winning, and he did the whole, you know, like crossed himself on the. I did that on a. I've done something on a podcast that you can't see, so you're not. Gonna be, <laughs> no, 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 no. So I hope you know what I mean from that that famous clip where Bruno was scared stiff. It's like a, it's a payday, and I think some of these people, they, you know. Um, like you know, there's always a chance something could happen or whatever. I do wonder. We I know we've talked about. I can't remember we talked about this on air or off air before. Is Khabib and GSP going to happen? Uh, I don't. Th- I don't think it is. Uh, and also, I'm not really interested in seeing it. Yeah. GSP. If GSP is undefeated, then one trillion percent I want to see it. But I mean, the guys lost twice. Um, it would be an interesting fight. It would. It wouldn't be on the feet. It would just be wrestling and grappling, which again yeah. would be an interesting competition. But. I mean, it's nothing that I would pay over the odds for. There's more interesting fights for me in the UFC than that. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'd rather see Khabib fight 
and carry on dominating the lightweight division, to be honest with you. And the problem, the problem with that fight for the UFC is that, um, I, I mean, you're working on the assumption that Khabib, let's say Khabib might have another five fights in him, perhaps, because you never know whether he might, you know, go away again or whatever. But if GSP beats him, then what you what you can do then? Because GSP's not on a fight again, is he? So just no, like, exactly, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. So GSP came came back and beat Bisping in a really, really good fight and incredible performance. And then I think they they tried to set him up with someone and then he was ill and he hasn't fought since. So I, I still, Khabib is super, super impressive. I just wonder with GSP, especially if they fought a welter, but they had, there is some talk of him coming down to 155 if they did it, isn't there? I think, which he yeah, reckons yeah. he can do. But That'd be he, interesting. Yeah, he would be big at that. But you wonder if he loses any... And he's straight. The other thing as well is that GSP, I think, what is he, 40 now, GSP? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm approaching that that horrible, horrible age. And I tell you what, you, I mean, I, I noticed myself playing football that you're not, you, you feel faster in your brain than you are in your legs. And it yeah. just goes. And that, if you're, if you're talking about explosive speed across the octagon to take people down, I, that's, that's the thing that I think, you know, that he was so reliant on his he was an unbelievable fighter, my favorite fighter of all time. But if you're so reliant on that athleticism, you know, it's gonna go and father time, you know, takes its toll basically. So yeah. yeah, he's just pure muscle as well, that bloke. So I do think that like with fatigue and age, he's somebody that will put it off a few years because he is so um rigid in his in his training, his diet and everything. The bloke is absolutely perfect. But I'd rather if if Habib was going up to fight a welterweight, I'd rather him see him fight Usman or see him fight Colby than yeah. see him fight GSP. But yeah, we shall see. But anyway, it's going to be a very exciting um, weekend of action. UFC 257, Poirier versus McGregor 2. And thank you very much, James, for your predictions. And I look forward to everyone making a lot of money off the back of what we just <laughs> said there. So good Absolutely. stuff. <laughs>